Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get Thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Let's get the particulars out of the way. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox and... 
Heck, you can always tweet us at I Want Your Flex. Week 10 is in the books thanks to a Vikings victory over the Bears on Monday night, 19-13. Just what you wanted to do is relive what uh, happened with Chicago or what didn't happen with the Bears on Monday night. But from a fantasy perspective, I'm not even sure on how much we can dig up from what happened on Monday Night Football, Mike. Well, Adam Thielen scored a couple of touchdowns against a good Bears defense. The Vikings defense was capable against a really inept offense. I I think that's really what it comes down to. So you you take the wins, you move on. Dalvin Cook was not dominant, but solid enough, I guess, for fantasy owners, you know, at least finishing as as an RB2 in the process. Uh, Bill Lazor was the play caller for the Bears, and you were expecting expecting fireworks but remember i warned you last week matt Nagy said i don't know if you'll see any difference if he were calling the plays well you saw some pace for a little while but the results were just the same ineptitude missed opportunities and poor play from nick Foles before he got hurt yeah Allen robinson is the only bear that you would be playing in your lineup and now mike i don't even know if you want to play Allen robinson if i mean now you're going to be, uh, you know, are, are you going to, you can, you can go your own Bray. Is that how, is that Nicely what, uh, is that what Chris Bourbon would say? But uh, with Foles being injured, I, I don't even know if Allen Robinson's an option. Yeah, by week and week 10. So we'll see how quickly and he recovers the extent of the injury. Question of whether Mitchell Trubisky is back. But in Chicago, there's already the question of, well, why would you put him back in? Right. If he yeah. plays well, what does that mean for the futures of Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace and everybody else? Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about job security because I don't think there's anybody under the delusion, no matter how great this defense plays and stretches, that there's a team that's going to make a run in the playoffs. And this was the first time that Robinson really showed his frustration as he fired his helmet against the bench late in this game after another three and out. Right, the force feeding of Cordero Patterson as a chief ball handler and running back and getting into wildcat formation and everything else just sent up a collective groan across Chicago. This was an opportunity against a Vikings team that's been susceptible susceptible to big pass plays. And even with a little bit better offensive line play than the Bears had seen, those those didn't materialize, right? You had the one shot to to Miller down the the seam towards the end, which actually could have proven to be a game winner, which is frightening mm-hmm. considering how right. poorly they'd played. Uh, but it was again, it was a line drive, a little bit of air under it. Maybe Miller's able to un- run under it, but it was that was the tail of the night, just no communication no fluidity and i think that continues so alan robinson drips down all the way to a third wide receiver at this point and even then i think we'll be debating either ors with him for the remainder of the season here's here's the thing that i look at with the minnesota vikings and i'll just leave with this is i do actually think that there is a bit of a dilemma we were talking pre-show, and not that anybody listening to this podcast cares about my fantasy team, but I do have Adam Thielen on my fantasy team, and I'm now to the point of I'm not sure when I want to play him. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you have Justin Jefferson on your team, you're playing him every single week. And I actually think that now when you look at how Thielen's being used, what they have in Justin Jefferson and the emergence of Dalvin Cook, 
makes me really concerned about Adam Thielen's go-ahead because now he seems to really be touchdown dependent. And the yardage over the last month has really reflected that. You've really seen Cook explode. We've seen Jefferson explode a lot to the expense of Adam Thielen. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing Jefferson working in space, right? He's drawing generally the number two or a linebacker gets switched on him, and we know that's just a gross mismatch. You saw that a couple of times tonight, that if the Soldier Field field wasn't such an abysmal place, and anybody that's ever played there has said so, I mean, there's a couple of potential breakout runs to the house after you know with a Mm -hmm. a bunch of yak associated with it so yeah his target count has been fantastic week to week three catches or more every week since week one right he had a two catch game in the season opener and he's three or more ever since he's got four 100 yard games on the season and obviously Kirk Cousins trusts him the other big win for them was uh, a reemergence of Kyle Rudolph which I think helps yeah. open the field a little bit too, right? When he threw Barkevius Mingo to the ground uh, and picked up the big first down, his reemergence could be a big help to the, both those wide receivers as well. But to your point on Thielen, yeah, he's been a red zone specialist, which is fantastic when it works. Otherwise, uh, you're, you're looking at a, a potential for some heartache, especially as we get toward playoff time here. Let's uh, move ahead uh well, actually, we can't even move ahead, Mike, for the simple reason of we have to take a look back at our three-point conversions. I said that there were going to be low scores in the NFL. There were a bunch of high scores, but we did have a 10-7 game in yeah. Cleveland that I know could have been 17-7, to but instead it ended at 10-7, so I'll take it. We had a 19-13 game that we just talked about that occurred on Monday night. Heck, even Sunday night football and the downpour that you had in Foxborough gave you 23-17. There were a few more points, but I also think that there were points scored by guys that you necessarily didn't expect that would score those points, so maybe it wasn't as high sc- uh, scoring of a week as the scores indicated but with the big teams the chiefs on by cowboys on by falcons on by you got a lot of fantasy value in those teams and i thought you would see some lower scores this week and i do think we saw that uh throughout fantasy in one of my leagues i think we had uh about nine teams under 100 points yes you know if you have 100 points in a week you you know it's pretty decent in that league but that's what uh, that's what we had this week yeah, we certainly saw uh, some low-scoring games. I was watching that in my leagues as well uh, on the wrong end of a couple of really low-scoring games. Uh, the rain also coming in, right? We talked about weather a couple of weeks ago, and you saw it in a big world. I know it's not fantasy-related, but I'm taking a victory lap for calling the Patriots win on Sunday night. I don't know that that <laughs> does anything for anybody, uh, and the circumstance is certainly odd. But, you know, hey, you know what? Jacoby Myers was a quarterback. Did you know that? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that before. This is how he over sits under. Down. I got to go back. Yeah, I got to go back and watch the uh, watch that full tape. The over under had to get to about twenty seven mentions of it once it became part of the lexicon. But uh, yeah, it's we're getting to, to weather becoming concerned out out here in California though. I mean, it was ninety one degrees today, Dan. So 
you know, good times. <laughs> it was a hot one. It was a hot one for sure. I uh, I missed on the, the low scores. Rams receivers didn't break 100. Got that one wrong. James Conner didn't come back for Pittsburgh. Big Ben sure did. Pretty good, impressive uh, day for him against Cincinnati. But my three-point conversion was a whopping um, I'm going to take a half on the low scoring and give me a 0.5 on that. So a 0.5 of three for the three-point conversion. Where do I begin? Uh, the rookie heroes, Herbert finished ninth. Tua finished 15th. I'll take it. It was entertaining. Uh, I had fly eagles fly. Uh, they continued to stink even with getting all their stars back. <laughs> Just where we're at. The Doug why Peterson. Eagles, why yeah, exactly. that's what it should be. The Doug Peterson audio on his local radio hit in Philadelphia was one of the funniest things ever because they read a poll of who's to blame for the failures of the Eagles. And like 72% blame the coaching staff. And then the other host goes, all right. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening please for our weekly visit from doug peterson and so he's salty as hell and he's like all right i spoke i fulfilled my obligation and he just about (laughs) hangs up on him uh it's it's really some great audio uh then finally thinking the washington football team's defense would uh come up big well instead they did not uh and matt prater got them got the lions to a 30 point Uh, narrow victory so not the explosion i expected did you know amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle they know you value your time outside of work juggling family school friends or other activities that's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you there are full-time part-time and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses if you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Let's talk about the big headlines from week 10 that could have effects in week 11 moving on. And no bigger headline than in the big easy. Saints get a win over the 49ers, 27-13. to 13, But it's what happened in the first half and the lasting effects. Drew Brees now up to five broken ribs, according to reports, <laughs> suffered over the last two weeks. Collapsed lung. And Drew Brees is banged up. Now, Sean Payton on Monday said they'll have a practice update, but I'd be surprised if Drew Brees was able to practice on Wednesday. Jameis Winston was the one to take over for Drew Brees in that Saints contest. We could be seeing Jameis Winston coming up in week 11 for New Orleans. Welcome to prime time. Here's your Teddy Bridgewater audition, right? Five games last year for Bridgewater when Brees was out. The, the big question here is how much do they force feed the Taysom Hill experiment? And I say it because you never know where he's lining up on the field. So is it a 60-40? Is it a 70-30? Is it a touch and feel kind of game? Because you know he'll still be active. But for Jameis Winston, this is why he signed in New Orleans. This is his opportunity to show he's learned something. They've got the Falcons coming up in week 11, which is always a huge game. It's actually one of the rivalries that probably doesn't get as much uh, Mm -hmm. pub in the National Football League. But these teams, these fan bases just don't like each other. I think that the Taysom Hill experiment will continue. Uh, We've talked about how it's actually expanded in the last few weeks. And that's the dilemma going on. And we said it on the Sunday show of, If Taysom Hill is your future quarterback that we keep on hearing reports of, then why isn't he the guy to take over? And 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 I do think that there's something to say of the Saints still want to keep their balance. But you also have to realize Jameis hasn't been in this system very long. And now you're entrusting him with this system. So, you know, it says to me, 
and, and we're not talking Taysom Hill long term. Well, I am right here, but fantasy wise, it doesn't matter. But I do think that it's, it is interesting that it is, it is Jameis Winston. Um, I think that should be the case, by the way. And I also think that the Saints, you know, should be looking at him as a possibility to be a successor to Drew Brees. But now on a fantasy point, and you could you could weigh in on what I said too, Mike. But on a fantasy point, I actually think that it's helping going to help Alvin Kamara. Uh, saw some Latavius Murray in the game uh, that he's been getting more of a role. The only question that I have is what happens with Michael Thomas, just because of the rapport that Drew Brees had with Michael Thomas. Is that going to be there if Jameis Winston has to play uh, in ex- you know extended weeks? But I don't think it's going to hurt the Saints uh, really offensively if Jameis Winston's their guy. Falcons two of the next three weeks. There's some schedule quirks along the way uh, that allow for that down the stretch. A lot of uh, NFC South matchups to come uh, for Breeze or the Breeze lists uh, Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at Winston. Like, I think you'll see more of Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith could be beneficiaries of this. Uh, we're always looking, when a guy gets elevated, is there a guy from the second unit or deeper in the receiving core that starts to see some more targets? I think Traquan Smith's a guy to watch, uh, potentially, as a guy who would have been running with Winston in the second team. Now, he'll still have his requisite plays, but I don't think it eats in. I, I think for the next couple of weeks, Winston's a fine back-end QB1, high-end QB, QB2, based on the weapons available to him. Jared Cook, of course, obviously making plays. Kamara, his value will stay the same. For Michael Thomas, it's a question of, you know, we, we saw him miss so much time. I don't know where he's at, right? Because they're putting up totals without him being a monster, right? It's it's pretty much been the Alvin Kamara show, right? When it's, you know, it's Alvin and everybody else, just like the chipmunks all those years ago. So for Jameis Winston, it's the perfect spot. And it ended up being the Alvin Kamara show against the 49ers this past weekend. As uh, We'll get to Alvin Kamara because he'll appear later on in this program. But, yeah, you've got some... You know, and, and Traycon Smith uh, did have the concussion, uh, so we're not quite sure, but the sure. situation moving on. But yeah, to your point, I actually think that the other guys, I also think in a weird way, as we're trying to look at all angles of this, if you're going to double anybody on the Saints, it's going to be Michael Thomas. And the one thing that Jameis Winston can't do as the quarterback is turn the football over. So while you would say, oh, he's going to probably try to go to his number one target. I do think that there's going to be a situation where he looks at it and says, do I want to throw to the double covered guy or am I going to try to look somewhere else where someone has single coverage and try to win that battle? And that's why I also think that Michael Thomas could take a hit in this. Just all we have to go on is what we saw in the second half of of their game against the 49ers. And as you look, Winston long term, you know, maybe trying to throw it to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans all those times and trying to fit it into windows. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but I don't think he's going to have that luxury with the Saints. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is the old trope from movies and television is that Sean Payton has his own style of electroshock therapy to cure Jameis Winston from trying to force it in to Michael sure. Thomas. That's really what it... Look, you want, you want to learn, you want to show that you've learned... 
because that was the whole thing, right? I'm sorry, I didn't take other offers. I didn't take other trips. Yeah, that was the whole the whole thing. We were sold, and and that became a public. I want a public story of I want to go work with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and I want to learn how to run a system like that. Now he's got his shot. I would like to think that he's been in the league long enough. Got humbled a bit last year even with 5,000 yards, but 30, a 30-30 club isn't exactly a place you want to be. <laughs> so no. you sign here to try to be efficient and improve your operational efficiency to get that next big deal. Yeah, the 30-30 club, maybe maybe for potential baseball Hall of Famers, although I don't even know if 30-30 is that big of a deal. Nobody steals bases, steals Nobody steals bases, bases. anymore. And yeah, so there's... Um, yeah, it will be. It will take some. You know, Michael Thomas only had two catches in that game against the 49ers, seven targets, and there were misses by Jameis Winston. So just something to, to chew on. All right, let's move on. You, it was mentioned the debut of Alex Smith, and we talked about J.D. McKissick. I don't want to spend tons of times on, on, on line, tons of time on the Lions in Washington, but we laughed at McKissick's 14 targets the week before. 15 in week yeah. 10 in the yeah. National Football League. Maybe the biggest story from that game, aside from the game-winning kick, was DeAndre Swift finally getting the starting nod in Detroit. But those two running backs at least grabbing the headlines uh, in their matchup in week 10. But 15 targets for J.D. McKissick. Fantastic effort from him. Antonio Gibson got involved. DeAndre Swift, big game. That was one of the well, one of my misses for the week, thinking – that the run game would be stifled a bit instead as a runner and receiver he he showed out quite nicely against what was a top 10 unit so uh hopefully that means they recognize they've got a true number one there and stop force feeding adrian peterson oh, at you man it's been a headache i've i've had deandre swift on, on a, both of my teams just waiting for this and when you see him run he's 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 different. I mean, he's, he's got good he's, vision and speed and burst yeah, and all those things. He can catch the ball. Yeah. Yep. Whoever the, whoever's coaching the Lions next year will have a really great prize in DeAndre <laughs> Swift. <laughs> Breaking uh, news from Dan Meyer. <laughs> uh, listen, I know they're four and five, but let's be honest. Uh, it, Maybe there's another year at Matt Patricia. We'll see. I thought James Conner was going to bounce back uh, just for the type of weather that they were going to deal with in Pittsburgh, the type of team that they were playing in Cincinnati. It did not happen. So I mentioned I got that wrong in the three-point conversion. But what did happen is even with two bad knees, Ben Roethlisberger still topped 300 yards and had four touchdown passes. Uh, there may not have been a performance that surprised me more than what Big Ben did. Maybe we should expect this because he loves the drama, but in those conditions with his knees against that opponent to continue to, to throw the ball and get the plays that they made, uh, Big Ben's big day really stood out for me in Week 10. Yeah, rise up, finish a, a top five fantasy quarterback, spreading the love around Juju Smith-Schuster, firing a ball to his dad. I just remember Jay Glazer was on with uh, Jason Smith and I uh, and me uh, last Thursday night. And when asked about the situation, it's like, look, you can cut his head off. He's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. And he's going to tell you that it hurt when you cut his head off. You know, the Big Ben, normally, here's sure. what's ailing me. Here's what's, here's the, he basically brings out the wacky doctor's game operation and points to all the spots that hurt. 
and then comes out and guts you. And really surprised Cincinnati didn't have more to get to make him uncomfortable. Like, he never really got uncomfortable in the pocket at all. No. So, nice, easy game for him. Through 46 times, and Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju, as you mentioned, all had double-digit targets. We had a uh, someone tweeted us prior to the games on Sunday and gave me the question of who would you start, Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool? Tough decision, but if you whoever you picked in week 10 ended up giving you a bunch of points. By the way, I went with Johnson on the decision. But they get a slightly better day despite the two touchdowns from Claypool, more yardage, and uh, just a couple more receptions. But, I mean, when, when Big Ben's throwing it 46 times, those are the three guys that are going to get it. Yeah, bottom line is all, all you can promise is opportunity, right? We're trying to read touch counts, snap counts, target counts, and when we look at what Ben Roethlisberger did and really minimal effort in the run game, just said, all right, we'll, we'll pick you apart this way. So uh, not your traditional AFC North battle by any stretch. Uh, speaking of the AFC North, just want to touch on this before we get to our uh, hits and misses or epic fails, if you will, for the week. What about Baltimore? I know there's not a lot to take from the game in New England because it was a mess. But, you know, we had Marquise Brown chirping a couple of weeks ago about his usage. If you have Mark Andrews on your team, yeah, I got you some receptions and some yardage against New England, but he hasn't scored in over a month. Uh, the the options at running back, Mark Ingram comes back, and now you've got this three-headed backfield, although Ingram didn't dominate the carries by any means. I, I Outside of, of Lamar Jackson, I don't, I don't know anybody. I'm not playing Willie Sneed every single week. No. I, I don't see a lot of value in Baltimore right now for fantasy-wise just because of, because of who they are and what they are and who's all there. Yeah, it's one of the, the big discussion points of the wide receiving core. You don't have someone who can get open routinely, right? Willie Sneed has been an interesting roller coaster ride, but you don't have a trust that he's anything more than an occasional number three. Uh, Boykin and Brown are big hit receivers, but they can't get open. Yeah. Right. They're not running past people. And and the run game, as you mentioned, is a three headed monster. Let's let's also talk about the fact that you lost Stanley last week and now you lose Nick Boyle. So Andrews is probably going to have to block more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media. 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening like sure. you're gonna lose some of his value based on needing to stay on the line and help keep that run game moving because that's their bread and butter and so i i wasn't terribly shocked as i mentioned earlier in this game look weather's a whole other factor but knowing that the patriots would be able to at least put up a good defensive effort Offensively, you have no idea. Yeah. And the Jacoby Myers winging a, a touchdown pass. Rex Burkhead scoring two passing touchdowns, right? He's he's a receiver twice for touchdowns. Come on. That's never happened. Uh, just play the lottery while you're at it. But the, the offense for the Ravens, I don't want to say it's predictable because Lamar is still an immense talent. But I don't know that they have that game-breaking playmaker there right now. And to your point, yeah, as long as Lamar's running for 60 or, 60 or more yards and running it in at the goal line every once in a while himself, you're feeling okay. But even he isn't matchup proof at this point. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. 
Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, import expenses, additional restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. Let's get to our uh, predictions that we hit and those epic fail. You heard it. Epic fails. I give you the give you one reason to start a guy and give you one reason to bench a guy. Uh, One for two again this week. Missed on the give you one reason to start a guy. I went with Jarek McKinnon of the 49ers. Was happy with the 18 carries that he got. Just not happy with what he did with them. Just 33 yards. Did have a catch in the game, but did not get into the end zone. I thought maybe the Saints would have a bit of a letdown. Their defense didn't show it, holding the 49ers to 13 points. I did give you a reason to bench Will Fuller because it was going to be a mess in Cleveland. It was so much of a mess that it didn't even start the game on time. But in the end, Fuller only had five catches. Didn't even crack 40 yards. So I hit on that one in why you should have benched Will Fuller in week 10. Take the victory, Dan. Victory. I will. Go ahead. I will. I unfortunately also hit on Kyler Murray to the exact T that he would steal a touchdown on a zone read. And then as he was crossing (laughs) the goal line, stick his arm out like he always does. And he did that in their win against the Bills. You're only seeing the Hail Mary highlight, but I also nailed that Kyler Murray prediction. All right. Well, because I like hot take theater, uh, I think the Josh Allen throw was better. Didn't win a game, (laughs) but it was a better throw, better throw and catch. All right. So three of my top five quarterbacks did the job and held up. So good. Uh, Nick Chubb finished as an RB1. I know fantasy owners were mad he didn't score the touchdown. You got 18.6 out of him. Get over it. (laughs) Yeah, you'll take it. Uh, Deal with it. Kalen Balage finished as a high-end RB2. He was on our ninja list. 102 total yards, five receptions. We'll take that. Uh, I, I will. Uh, I don't know what to do with this one, Dan, because for fantasy purposes, it's a fail. But uh, James Robinson, solid yardage total. But he had two touchdowns called back. To the yeah. Penalty. Yeah. That's not your fault. Plus, he broke the century mark. Honestly, yeah. a, a lot of times, like, like touchdowns are the – they're more random. Like, if a guy gets 100 yards, that means that he was putting in work. And, you know, it didn't get into the end zone. I know that you, you wish that, but that's not something that you can always predict. But to get 100 yards, I'm, I'm good with that. All right. So let me let me go through the long list, and I'm going to read this like the Micro Machines guy of cold sores. <laughs> we, we talked about Adam Thielen before thought the Bears third best against wide receivers that it was all right someone else is going to have to make a play instead two touchdowns uh we talk about DeAndre Swift Josh Jacobs two guys that for matchup purposes not not great right the the Broncos came in eighth best against running backs well coming into the game the Raiders also only had five takeaways they matched that you know what I mean so yeah so well you know, the other thing with DeAndre Swift was we didn't know that he was the starter until Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and then he ended up, no pun intended, he got the lion's share of the carries. Nicely so, done. Yeah. No, you could, you. You, could, you could run with that. That was good. Uh, did hit on Josh Reynolds. We both talked about him. Solid performance. Yep. Not overwhelming, but a solid performance from him. Uh, and then, you know, Justin Herbert mentioned it before, finished ninth. He's basically matchup proof at this point. And we did give the cautionary tale on DK Metcalf. Uh, two catches, 28 yards, just 4.8 points. That's 68th amongst wide receivers this week for a guy normally creeping into the top five. 
I think that there, there, Russell Wilson didn't even look towards DK Metcalf in the first yeah. half. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even a thought. They weren't going to try to try to test Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they almost had him on one, but uh, Russell Wilson just overthrew him. Uh, not his worst throw of the game, and I will just leave it at that. Hater predictions. <laughs> oh man, that interception! Something else. All right, this week in waiver wire. Here's who's on bye in week eleven. Mike mentioned Bears going to have the week off. You've got the Bills, Giants, and 49ers. So let's be honest. You're probably not losing a lot of guys this no. week, but the the fact is, is there are a bunch of names that are popping up that you may want to get into your lineup, including one in Miami. Salvin Ahmed ends up scoring for the Dolphins, and with Miles Gaskin dealing with his knee injury, Jordan Howard was released on Monday. Is that one of the names you want to look at on the waiver wire entering Week 11? Yeah, you have to. With Gaskin and Breida still banged up, here's your opportunity, right? 21 carries, 85 yards, and a score. Uh, the week before, uh, he'd gone seven carries, 38 yards. As I said, the injuries still mounting. Miami playing solid. I mean, good defense. Like, we've talked about it. They, they play hard, keep you in games. Two has done a good job of taking care of the football. So, yeah, the, the youngster out of Washington, he, he would lead your running backs on the waiver wire of new emerging talent. Alongside a guy we, we talked about uh, last week on Friday's episode, uh, there's a couple of guys actually on the list that are both coming out of Indianapolis. Uh, Naheem Hines, as of now, owned in fewer than 40% of leagues. Jeez, what's wrong with you people? Seemed like he, he had already busted out enough before yeah. before week uh, 10's game to, you know, and the, the workload that he's taken on. And then obviously when waivers clear this week, Michael Pittman, will show up on a lot of waiver waiver claims. Uh, 15 targets the last two weeks. We remember the seven for 101 and the end around yes. uh, that come up big. Jameis Winston we've talked about as well. Uh, those are the guys that are at the top of the list, and then it starts to be some of the let's fill some some holes and find some gold on you know deeper shots. Hopefully you listened to us last week and picked up Michael Pittman. Correct. And then you don't have to worry about it this week. I'm going to say something about that Chargers-Dolphins game. Mike, did you, uh, before quarantine, before COVID hit and you could go to restaurants, did you ever go to Outback Steakhouse? Yeah, the girls and I went. Yeah, not yeah. a lot, but enough. Yeah. I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for some of those chain restaurants and I drag my wife to them. I know she'd like to go to you know, but I what I know is what I know and what I know is what I want. And so we would go to Outback Steakhouse that is near our neighborhood. We would we would go often because they had these what they called tassy bites. They were basically boneless chicken wings, you know, boneless chicken nuggets. And the sauce that they had was off the charts. Like it was, we would go and just get that. Like that would be the only thing. We wouldn't even get get steak. And all of a sudden they were off the menu. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're gone. They're, they're gone. And I told this to my buddy. And he, you know, was telling me, hey, you know, we went to Olive Garden once. They had like this artichoke dip that was amazing that everybody ordered. But the problem was everybody ordered it. Nobody ordered the other appetizers. So they took it off the menu so people would actually order the other appetizers. That's what I think we get with the Dolphins uniforms. 
is i mean those things are so awesome why they would change from Not that true. logo in the first place and maybe it's the same thing with the creamsicle with the buccaneers which is that's what i've convinced is that those things are so awesome that people are going to get them when they it's just like the mcrib you know, everybody loves the McRib. Bring it back. But if the McRib yeah. is always there. You're not loving the McRib as much, or you're ordering the McRib so much that you're not ordering the other stuff. That's what I think we get with some of these awesome uniform combos in the NFL. Celebration of the McRib. By the way, I am ordering you uh, a Tua Tonga Vailoa. I have to. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, I, I just have to. Here's I, the yeah. other thing with the. Here's uh, just notice this. Or the do you Dolphins want the Ahmed? <laughs> <laughs> the, no, that's all right. I'm I'm good. Uh, somebody somebody else can have uh, uh, they the jersey that I would get with the Dolphins. Man, there's now like thinking of it. I always preferred Clayton to Duper. I was going to ask that. I mean, that's the obvious. Either yeah, one. yeah. I mean, so, that I mean, is the Marianne or Ginger question among tr- Dolphins receivers. <laughs> True story. I would only wear sports shirts when I was a kid. So my class pictures from second grade to seventh grade were all sports teams it was it out of the sears catalog all those uh yeah yes three quarter sleeve shirts that you'd buy where they had the the team name on the front yeah so kids you not i have i wore my seahawks kurt warner jersey for third grade pictures (laughs) and for fifth grade pictures nicely done yeah so i don't know if we just got it big when i was nine and it still fit me when i was 11 but fourth grade pictures Dan Marino, Dolphins jersey. Nice so it has does. Dolphins across the front. Yeah, so I guess I could go uh, Dolphins as well. The point I was going to make about the <laughs> Dolphins logo, though, is number one, I always thought when I was a kid that it was jumping through like a hoop, like you would see at SeaWorld, not realizing that it's the actual sun that's in the background. Eh. But in the greasy days of the 70s, the Dolphins only halfway through the hoop. In the Marino days, it's or through the sun. In the Marino days, it's completely through the sun. So there's a different spot on where the dolphin is. In my well, voice, it was a more accurate like Brady. Well, it was good. It was a more accurate thrower, so he was yeah. able to get it through the sun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was more downfield. They were throwing the ball then. That's right. Uh, able to launch that. Hey, let me grab uh, a couple of quick uh, more waiver guys. Uh, Cole Beasley, because John Brown's hurt again. Big game. And Tony Pollard, we'd given for a couple of weeks. Still available in a ton of leagues. And I know the the Cowboys had their bye week. He's the better back right now. You heard it here first back in, I think, like week three that he was better and running better than Ezekiel Elliott. Keep an eye on that. There's a claim for you. And then Zach Ertz returns. I don't know if that does anything for you to get into the mess that is the Eagles, but he was averaging 7.5 targets per game before he got hurt. Mike, nobody cares about who to pick up. They want to know what I wore in my fourth grade picture. I think that's okay. great. I had, I had a Vince, I had a Vince Evans and a Ron Jaworski. <laughs> oh, nice. I I had a Kellen Winslow one as well. Oh, nice. I actually had a Marcus Allen one. I don't know why I had a Raiders one, but I did. <laughs> but I did. Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you, it was a low-scoring week for some NFL teams, but it was a high-scoring week for one celebrity. Even celebrities have fantasies. Two chicks at the same time, man. Who better to set your starting lineup than the stars themselves? Hey, what's going on? It's Nick Lachey. Hi, this is Daryl Hall. And this is John Oates. This is Snoop Deagle Double G. Hi, this is Bob Eubanks from the Newlywed Game. They rack them, we rank them. It's Celebrity Selections. Our Celebrity Selections for Week 10 
came courtesy of former NFL quarterback and minor league baseball player Brandon Whedon. And let's just say he hit one out of the park. Whedon is our new leader of the clubhouse. It's apropos because Brandon likes to golf. He had Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara, and DeAndre Hopkins. That gave him a total of 89.9 points, easily distancing Josephine Scriver, who had held the top spot for since week one at 65 and a half points. Brandon got 29.4 from Aaron Rodgers against the Jaguars, 34.8 from Alvin Kamara against the Niners. And DeAndre Hopkins helped with that Hail Mary catch at the end at 25.7. So Brandon Whedon is your leader. Wow, that is that is separation too. I mean, that's like expert marksmanship, right? Yes. I mean, that's skipping right. the ball. I mean, that's John Rom skipping the ball over the water. <laughs> Which, by the way, has been done before, but there's just not a lot going on in the world, so everybody just lost their freaking minds about that. Hey, like, man, you got so you yeah. got to take the wins when they come, Dan. Oh, I just like this isn't anything new. It's a great shot, but people are like, "Oh my goodness, this is the greatest golf shot I've ever seen." Well, if you noticed, it happened eight years ago, and then it happened before that. All right, that was eight years ago. That's a long time, Dan. Now I'm being sour. I had more hair. I was. I had more hair. (laughs) (laughs) You get off my lawn! All right, Thursday night football. Another reason why I'm in a crabby mood for what the Seahawks did in week 10. They have a chance to avenge it, uh, avenge their loss to the Cardinals from earlier in the season, because that's who comes to Seattle and also try to bounce back from their loss to the Rams. Uh, Seahawks may get Carlos Hyde back. His injury designation was much more promising than Chris Carson's was on Monday. Tyler Lockett, though, dealing with a knee injury. Cardinals and Seahawks might start week 11. Let's go. Fire up all those uh, Cardinal wide receivers. Fire up everyone. Yeah, right. Look, it's one of those in a daily fantasy league, you might be looking at Isabella even, right, as a deep sleeper, even if it's just one long shot. Because he was the guy that was open as well on that final Hail Mary, too. Like, they could have gone to him, would have needed to probably run another play. Uh, But... You've got opportunities against the Seahawks secondary. We don't need to belabor the point, I don't think. Christian Kirk's slowish game here in Week 10, put him back in the mix. Uh, And Kenyon Drake came back and and put up big numbers. So uh, one of the things we have to do is love the Drake this week. Yeah, Kenyon Drake, 2-1 to one in carries uh, over Chase Edmonds. He had 16 to Edmonds' is 8. And Kenyon Drake had 100 yards in that game against the Buffalo Bills. Maybe that ankle injury and a little bit of rest helped him or just the threat of losing his job, but it worked out for the Arizona running back. Mentioned Tyler Lockett, if that is in question. David Moore maybe would get a bump. Yeah. And also Freddie Swain, a rookie out of Florida, uh, could be getting some opportunities. I'm not recommending him, but that's who could move up the depth chart if uh if Lockett can't go and that will lead us into our three-point conversion Mike because the first thing that I'm going to say for the three things that you need to know for the rest of the week is I think Russell Wilson bounces back and I also think DK Metcalf bounces back because he had his worst game of the season actually uh, uh prior to this past week against the Rams 
was against the Cardinals when Patrick Peterson locked him up. I don't think it's going to happen twice in a row, and I think DK Metcalf breaks out, and I actually think that Russell Wilson has a big game on Thursday night after not throwing a touchdown pass in that contest against the Rams. But in the same breath, DeAndre Hopkins likely to have a big day for Arizona. And when it comes to pickups, I would go get Jameis Winston. If he's out there, take a shot, because you don't know how long Drew Brees is going to be out. And if things work out... Now you've got the starting quarterback in the New Orleans Saints, which is never a bad thing. Not at all. Hey, maybe DK Metcalf will be the guy being chased uh, this time. Uh, <laughs> my three hey, things. Hey, it, and remember, earlier in the season, remember he loafed on the touchdown they did. and had the ball knocked out at the one-yard line. So how things change with DK. That's, See, now yeah. Hustle is his middle yes. name. All right, so I already said it. Love the Drake. Let's get him in. Fire him up. 16 for 100 this last week. I was sorry to see Chase Edmonds lose so much of his workload. Uh, almost had a shot, though, because Drake had a couple of moments early on where it looked like, eh, you might find yourself on fumble. the pine. Yeah. The fumble. Uh, you know, one thing we, we talk about all the time uh, on this podcast, and I know on the shows we always did together, ball security is the number one thing in football. Everything else is secondary. Uh, number two, uh, lift off for Captain Kirk. I already mentioned it. Let's go deep uh, early and often in this. And then for number three, uh, getting back on the waiver wire. Uh, if you didn't already put your claim in, because it's been a while, right? I mean, Thursday night's a long time ago. That if you didn't put in that claim for Michael Pittman Jr. immediately, go make sure. Because as of my sitting down and making some notes, he had been owned in only about 8% of leagues. Mm. Right? So coming back again, 15 targets the last two weeks. He is a playmaker for Phillip Rivers. It's fun to see T.Y. Hilton back on because his presence will help Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's the playmaker for Indy down the stretch. Colts Titans seems like it was three weeks ago. Doesn't it, though? It really does. But I mean, between all the college yeah. football games and then the full slate of pro games, a college game here the in Masters. Los Angeles. The yeah. Masters, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had we had some uh, men's soccer friendlies going on. Sure. We've got all these NBA trades and rumors about all these big names moving all over. It's been a, it's been a few couple. It's been a few. I lost a lot of hair in the process. <laughs> Things are picking up. If you have any questions for Mike, get him on Twitter again at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox, and you can tweet us at I Want Your Flex. The executive producer of the show is one Lee DeLap that you can get on Twitter at Lee DeLap. And if you want to tweet Brandon Wheaton, our new leader in the clubhouse, Mike, of our celebrity selections. And uh, I'll tell you what, 899 I almost kind of wish you would have had the 90, you know, would have gotten to the 90 level, but oh well. You could you could get Brandon on Twitter at bweeden3 and find out about the uh, Brandon Wheaton Foundation as well. All right, let's wrap this baby up, Mike. How about we do it uh, launching Friday morning? Sounds good? Let's do it again. Week 11 already, Dan. We're in the uh, home stretch. We're in the home stretch. We're going to help you do the playoffs, so make sure you listen. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun.
Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, import expenses, additional restrictions apply. Full details on Carvel.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments correspondence and a brand new sound season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with grammy award-winning singer-songwriter natalia laforcade what's giving you hope right now well when i see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 